Hi, this is Barry Livingston, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television that will spend this segment breaking down the term show business and entertainment industry. There are a lot of colleges, universities, and acting academies that will teach you the craft of acting, how to perform, how to emote, how to devise your own method. Very few programs, however, will teach students the business of acting, how to navigate the inner workings of the entertainment industry so that you can launch, advance, and most important, sustain a career in acting in the film and television industry. After all, folks, there's a reason why it's called show business and entertainment industry, and part of being an actor is understanding how the business works. Here to help us talk about that is Mr. Stanley Livingston. Most of you know Stan for the 12 years that he spent playing Chip Douglas on My Three Sons, the classic TV sitcom that is still a staple on MeTV these days. What you may not know about Stan is that he has spent almost his entire life working in the entertainment industry one way or another, either in front of the camera or behind the scenes. Stan not only has a lot of hands-on knowledge and wisdom to share about what to expect if you really want to become an actor, he has put together a couple of programs that helps fill the gap in the way that actors are educated today. We'll talk about that and more in just a second. But first, we began our conversation by asking Stan, what led you to start the actor's journey? Well, it was, you know, having been my duration in the entertainment industry since about 1954, I guess, I started out as a child actor. And, you know, in the beginning, you have no awareness of what you're doing because your parents are doing everything for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you go into an adult or a young adult and you see how hard it is for others, you know, I, I, I was, I guess you want to say, blessed or at the right place at the right time. And things happened for me that, that precipitated a career. And, you know, who knew? Uh, six years later, I'd still be doing the same thing. But you look at other people and go, well, now what's wrong here? This person is a very good actor, and, you know, why aren't they making the progress? You know, you would talk to the person. And then what I was finding out was a lot of the actors were just supremely deficient in that area of the business, you know, meaning all the machinations that happen behind the career. Uh, they weren't doing the right things, or they felt they were misunderstood, or they didn't understand some of the processes that were involved in, you know, bringing their talent and their skills, you know, to the industry. And it really made me realize that there's a missing ingredient here. There's a component missing. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that, well, you know what, the entertainment industry for actors, and maybe for writers and directors and everybody in it, really is a two-component industry. It's, you know, having talent and then taking that talent and developing it, you know, to the highest level so that it's professional and it, it becomes a skill that's second nature to you, uh, which for actors would be the art and craft of acting. Mm-hmm. But the acting, when you think about it, you really only do that when you're either on stage or in front of a camera. You're not walking around acting all day. You know, you might have to go to class. That would yeah. be the only other place you mm-hmm. might actually be perfecting your craft or working on it. But for the most part, you know, when I looked at my own career, I'm going, wow, you know, really the bulk of my time, and I've done a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I said to myself, look, if I had loaded everything that I possibly ever did, every guest spot, every TV show, every episode of every TV show is on movies, theater, on a reel and projected it, hey, it might last a year. So 
if I've been involved in this industry 60 years, that tells me for 59 years of those 60 years I was looking for work mm -hmm. and really working on that other component, which is getting work. How does that all work? You know, what, what are the things that I did that got me to those jobs? Uh, you know, the acting jobs. Was it networking with people? Was it understanding the industry a little bit differently than somebody else, which led me to work or with other people it didn't? Or was it the psychological aspects of being an actor, not having certain things explained to you that actors tend to take a lot of things very, very personally when maybe they shouldn't? Anyway, all these things just kind of gelled over the years, and I talk about it with other actors or directors, and you know, finally it was funny. Somebody said to me, well, why don't you do something about it? Why don't you create a program for actors around the business of acting, or what I call the non-performance aspects of being an actor. Mm -hmm. And that, that was kind of, I started thinking about that and thinking, well, yeah, you know, I could do that. Why don't I, you know, figure out what those things are? And then let me call everybody I, I think I ever knew, whether they were an actor, a director, a producer, a writer, uh, casting directors, agents, managers, and see if I can get them to the table to talk about these topics that we had come up with that comprise this, uh, what was to be a, a program for actors on the business side of the industry. That's how it started. The, the original inception of it, though, was going to be a program just for uh, the parents of children and teens. I was kind of focused on that in the, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I think that is probably the sorriest lot of people that come here. It's the parents who you know, have wide-eyed aspirations for their children who are, you know, I think every kid is cute and probably talented in some way more than others, but they're the ones that really are being exploited, I think. I don't want to say by the industry, because there's really a demarcation line. Mm -hmm. The industry itself, I think, is pretty straightforward in its handling and hiring of, of children, but what's cropped up is this whole other business around the business mm -hmm. uh, for these companies that you know poise themselves as talent search companies and you know, talent development companies and bogus agents and bogus managers. And for a fee, you know, they're going to get your kid into show business. And I really saw a lot of that exploitation going on. It seemed that people who don't know what they're doing kind of pass through the clutches of these people. And, you know, they spend a lot of money. You know, we're, we're talking a couple thousand to ten thousand dollars on things that, you know, maybe they shouldn't be spending the money on. And eventually, you know, coming to their senses and realizing that they just gave the money to the wrong person that yeah. had nothing to do with the industry. They live on the edge of it and kind of feed on these new beginners and people that don't know what they're doing like sharks. So the kids right back where they started. So we kind of started the program that way. I contacted a lot of former child stars and agents, managers. And just before we started shooting, it occurred to me, I said, you know, as much as I want to do this for the kids, and that's kind of my background, you know, or how people know me. I mean, I worked as an adult actor, too, but it suddenly occurred to me that there are way more adult actors than there are kid actors, and that to not do a program for the adult actors, meaning 18-year-old or older, would really be remiss. So we kind of backed off for about a month until I got this other program ready to shoot and brought in people, and some of them did double duty. They appear both in the actor's journey and the actor's journey for kids. And then other people were only in the actor's journey for kids, and other ones were only in the actor's journey, which is the adult uh, version. So we shot and shot and shot for about almost two years, because mm -hmm. we had probably about 125, 130 people. Not everybody ended up in the piece, but some of what they said helped shape the content. And then there were other people who were, were 
involved in, in on camera at all. Uh, they were basically involved in helping me shape the material that was going to become the uh, the program. And some really big people, and they all agreed to a person that something really needs to be done about this. You've got an industry that's a hundred-year-old industry. It draws people like moths to a light bulb, mm -hmm. but you know everybody only sees the acting, the you know the performance side of it, and the excitement, and the red carpet, and being treated special, and making big money, and having big homes. Nobody really sees the work that goes in behind that. That's the invisible part of this, and most people don't know what that. That's the reason that most of these people who are even very talented, uh, exceptional performers never get anywhere. They're so focused on this other part, the acting and the craft part of the business, that it, it just eludes them that there can be this other side. And they can't find a resource to kind of tap into it to let them know actually what these other things that they should be doing are. Uh, or they do things that would be ill-advised uh, if they would talk to somebody. You know, there's a lot of people right from the onset that go, hey, i got to join the Screen Actors Guild. That's, that, that's where you got to be. And nothing could be further from the truth for a beginning actor. Yeah. But there's nobody there to stop you, not even the Screen Actors Guild. You know, they'll gladly take your $3,000 <laughs> and give you a plastic card for it, and, you know, you'll never hear from them again. <laughs> so, you know, there's so many little things that actors really need to know, especially at the beginning. Because what this industry thrives on, there's two types of actors that it thrives on. One is the big star, the $20 million actor who can drive a movie and can open a movie and that they're willing to pay $20 million to appear in a movie. And then the other person are brand new discoveries, that fresh new face. Um, the people that have the worst of it are the people that have already been discovered and had a little bit of an opportunity and a break. And maybe, you know, for a brief moment in time, you know, they were seen and getting parts. And then it kind of, you know, implodes a little bit, and you're just basically a, a journeyman actor now. You know, you're one of the rank and file that comprise the Screen Actors Guild, who you're not famous, but you're not a fresh face. You hold a card, and, you know, how do you go out and compete to get the work? And the great thing about your program, Dan, is that uh, a lot of the information is hands-on knowledge that can be applied to that middle to that middle category, you know, which is the... That's really who it was made for. It's yeah. made for the beginning actor who knows nothing, you know, or only knows the acting business side. But it's really, yeah, to redirect, because what happens, too, this is, this is a real issue, is that the rank and file become soured on the business mm -hmm. because they think they've worked enough and they, you know, believe that put them in a position of knowledge that they know a lot about the industry. But, you know, to be really honest, most people or most actors, they really know nothing about this other side. They know to get an agent, to get a manager, they need to have their reel cut, they need to know, you know, that they need their headshots changed every once in a while if they have a you know, fresh appearance. And that is four, five, six of the things you need to know. However, you know, the actors here, we teach 60 different topics. Mm -hmm. So what are those other 54, 55 things you really need to know and really need to think about to, to move your career? You know, that, that's the mistake that actors make is when they do get a job, they think they're working. And I'm like, not working. This is your reward for the work, <laughs> whatever you did to get this job, whatever yeah. work you did to get this job, this what, what you're doing right now is the reward for that. That's right. And what you have to real, realize until you reach a certain status in the industry where there's a demand for you, um, you know, because all actors are just, we're entrepreneurs. The product is ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what we're selling is ourselves. But until you are a brand name, 
you're going to be out there beating the pavement, you know, trying to make a place on the shelf of the movie industry so you're recognizing people want to pay you for, for your product, which is you. And going back to something we said a little bit earlier, the very same point applies to if your product is a book or a, a DVD player or whatever your product happens to be. It's not going to market itself. It's not going to sell itself. You've got to hit the payment or you've got to work right. the phones. Well, that's where artists, that's where actors, that's where writers get lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they think they finish the job when they finish writing or nope. get out of acting school nope. or finish the painting. Hey, it's a great painting. Uh, nobody's going to know about it up in your attic. Uh-huh. Or you're a writer, yeah, you, you got the books in hand. How do you get them into the store? How do you make the public find out? How do you target the market? Your probably isn't for everybody. So how do you find the segment? What's an easy path to target that segment to let those people who would potentially be interested in your product? And it's the same law that the actors you know, face. It's how do you make the casting people find out about you? And here's the problem. You know, the casting people that find out about you today are gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, actors seem to think they're godlike and put them on pedestals. But, you know, how people become casting directors is even more mercurial than actors. Most casting directors are frustrated actors that didn't make it and somehow got involved in some production company, probably at the secretarial level. And, you know, the need for a casting director came about and they go, hey, you, you handle it. And so the person does, and suddenly they're like, oh, I'm a casting person. And some of those people walk out, end up on big projects, and cast a bigger project. That It's not like they went to school four years to figure out how to become a casting director. Right. They're in the right place, the right time, and they exploit what they had, which was this opportunity. But, you know, and some of them become very powerful. But they were just ordinary people prior to that. And, uh, you know, they just lucked into that job. It's, it's not some special job. But the problem is they could have a couple bad years, too, and nobody wants to hire them because they don't have the contacts they had two years before. Yeah. So uh, you as a casting person can be doing really well, and then like an actor, uh, two years later, you're looking for work. So, you know, actors, that's the reason the, this job of marketing yourself and getting yourself seen and being taken seriously and being reliable very important on an ongoing basis. You know, you can't turn anything down. You can't ever show up late. You know, you've got to be willing to go that extra mile because you're always doing this in front of new people who comprise the business. It's, it's ever-evolving, and it's like carpeting, you know, that's being pulled out from underneath yeah. your feet. You're, you're running as it's being pulled out. It's a tough job. It's it, never-ending. That, that's the thing. We're talking to Stanley Livingston's Chip Douglas on My Three Sons and the founder and CEO of the Actors journey program hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Got your happy price, price line. Two things. One is years ago when I was when I first started off my career as a writer, I was telling a friend of mine who, who worked in a completely different industry, and I said I need to start networking with writers, and he said no, you need to start networking with successful 
writers. You need to start networking with professional writers because that is really where you're really going to learn the ins and outs of how to conduct yourself, and that's exactly what you do with your programs. Exactly. Well, but I, I tell that to actors too, you know, especially the new ones, because people will graduate from school or college and think, hey, I'm done, I put my four years in, but what you find out as an actor, you're always going to be in class mm -hmm. because acting, you know, it, it's not like swimming where once you learn how to do it, that you can do it instantly, you really do get rusty very fast. Mm -hmm. So mainly you're in class still to keep the wheels greased, but you should always be on, you know, on the conquest to learn new things, learn things from other actors. There's always something to learn. So besides, you know, keeping yourself uh, prepared for when you do get a job audition or an interview, you should be there learning. But the distinction is a lot of actors don't give a lot of thought as to the schools that they choose. A lot of them become very loyal to a particular teacher, and that's fine for a while. But, you know, if you really look at it, there are a lot of schools out there, and that's part of your job, not just, you know, trying to get work, but finding out which schools are the hot schools to go to, what schools have turned out, maybe some really professional people, and what professional people are still at the school in between doing major feature films. Yeah. And working on their craft still, yeah. Uh, because there are those type of schools, and those are the kind of schools you want to get yourself into at a certain point. Because, like you said, you're associating uh, with people who are not just actors, but working actors. And you're thrown into a scene with them, and you're, you're going to have to rise to the level of a professional actor. I believe that, you know, really raises the stakes and makes people better at what they do than if you're working with somebody that's incompetent or gives nothing back to you. Uh, these people know what they're doing, but. To be accepted into a master class, a friend of mine, uh, he's got a class, and it's funny, I've known this guy probably 30, 35 years, and I, he kind of was uh, the instructor for the new students for uh, an actor named Ken McMillan. Uh, he was a great character actor, mm -hmm, he used mm -hmm. to teach the master's class there. And Ken passed away, and, and my friend Aaron Spicer inherited the class, and you know, there weren't really any mainstream actors there, but I was just always amazed how this guy could get you know, these young kids, you know, they're whatever, late teens, early 20s into the class, and I, I had a girlfriend at the time was taking a classroom, and I'd kind of sit in the back, and I was just amazed, <laughs> come back six months later, and people that I thought absolutely should keep their day job had been transformed into these amazing actors. And uh, anyway, flash forward 30 years later, Aaron finally branched out on his own, started his own school, and kind of worked his way up. But, he, you know, the people that go to him now are Will Smith, the Wayans Brothers, mm -hmm. uh, Virginia Madsen, Dwayne Johnson, Jennifer Lopez. I mean, it's, it's totally amazing. So what I'm saying is, is for people that are actors who, you know, maybe even working, you still want to find a school like that where those type of people are attending the master's classes and still working you know, with the, usually the proprietor, you know, in, in Aaron's case, it's Aaron. But, you know, if you're at the actor's studio, you you were working with the top actors in town, and uh, you're going to learn much more from that because you're going to end up in scenes with them. Yeah. And they're going to pull you up to their level. And you know what? A lot of these people, you know, they, they're not adverse to helping people either. They see you in the scene, they go, hey, do you have an agent? You're, you're really good. And if you don't, sometimes they go, let me talk to my agent about you or see if I can help you out. And I've seen that happen so many times. Or, you know, hey, I'm doing a film, and I'm going to suggest you to the director, to meet the director. And they have the power to do that. Yeah. You know, they're going to be listened to. And sometimes that's a shortcut. There's other shortcuts to getting into the industry. If you can do stand-up comedy and you're interested in doing comedy, 
it's a shortcut. I mean, you can shave years sometimes off the process by going out there. It's very hard work. I, I know I couldn't do it, but for the people who've got the gumption to get up there and stand up there live and find out exactly how funny they are every night, there's always somebody in the audience eventually that's going to look at you and go, that guy is really good. But just the same, I mean, you, like everything else we've been talking about, you know, you gotta, you, you got to do the legwork in order to look up the places that are most likely to, I mean, if you've never done any stand-up, you've got, you got to look for places that are likely to have open mics, you know? You should, and then, I mean, you know, that's not for everybody, and it is very intimidating, yeah. but there is, like I said, if you're looking to accelerate the pace of your career trajectory, that sometimes can do it. But, you know, if, if you don't run into somebody that can tell you that, you languish. That, yeah. That's what happens with actors. There's yeah. nobody to tell them about all these little nuances and shortcuts and things that they could or should be doing. So they languish. And, you know, by that time, whatever heat they had just keeps cooling off. It's like a hot coal. It keeps cooling off. I mean, there's there's just so many little things you can or should be doing or you know could find out about that can move your career forward exponentially sometimes. Uh, besides being in the right acting school and you know doing your homework and finding out about that, or like saying the comedy clubs, or just you know actors do what they think are the right things. And unfortunately, most of them are being advised by maybe other actors who are just a couple rungs up the ladder, not somebody who's been in the industry for 20, 30 years and can now see the forest in spite of the trees. That, that's the problem for most actors is they're involved in doing it, and it's very short-sighted when you first begin because you do not have a clear-cut overview of, of the business. You're just, you know, you see this little piece of it. And I always liken an actor's, trajectory in the industry is they become involved and once they get out of their initial classes they start working and what you're trying to see is this big picture puzzle yeah. but how the picture puzzle you know appears to you is this great big 10 by 12 puzzle that's got a million pieces and guess what all the pieces are white <laughs> it's very difficult to tell what piece went next to this other piece which would be very helpful if you only knew that and every time you do something, whether it's, you know, a performance or you go on an audition or you do something in class or have met somebody, you're, you're obtaining one of the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. That's the problem. There's so many pieces that it takes forever to get those, and most actors burn out. I mean, we're in an industry that has all these people that have paid big money, gone to school. Most of them are excellent actors. I would say the majority are. Uh, but the attrition rate of those people in and out of the industry is like 99%. Yeah. Because they don't get anywhere because they don't, they can't figure out this other part. There's no place to advise them. There's never been a program. Like I said, the universities and colleges can't teach it, so they don't. And to be really honest, some of it is, you know, when you learn about certain things, you wonder whether you would have chosen that career path had somebody told you how difficult it's going to be. We're talking to Stanley Livingston. Stan is the founder and CEO of the Actors Journey program. We'll continue our conversation with Stan after this quick time out here on TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. 
They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. Want a free first ride with Uber? Uber, the mobile app that connects you with a ride at the touch of a button in minutes. Enter promo code TV Confidential after you download the app to receive your first free ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.